Influencers are a buzzword that marketing industry has been tossing around for some time now, but how can your boring business really benefit from working with an influencer? Well, today I'm talking with accidental entrepreneur and experienced junkie Mia Voss about how you can use micro-influencers to grow your business the right way. And like, and like I said, guys, this is going to be such a fun episode. We've got so much that we're diving into with so many, like so much drama that's been going on in the, in the world of marketing and, and how we know this is probably really discouraging you from doing this. So make sure you stay tuned. It's time for the marketing for your boring business live show and podcast. Welcome to marketing for your boring business presented by all in one social media. When marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to have your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome back to the show, guys. Like the introduction says, I am Desiree, your host. And today, we're going to be talking with someone who basically lives all of our social media dreams by getting to paid to travel. I mean, can you really imagine getting paid to travel, enjoy luxury combinations all the time? I know that all of us have kind of boring businesses, but we can dream, can't we? I, for one, cannot wait to learn more about how we can use micro-influencers in a fun and different way to market our businesses. You're going to want to make sure that you type five right now in the comments below to get updates from the show when we're going live and other resources that are going to help you with your marketing efforts to get your message seen in that cluttered newsfeed. So before we dive in, of course, we've got to give a little bit of love for today's sponsor on our show, Sendable. Again, we're talking about micro-influencers today, and but as a boring business, how would you know how effective these marketing efforts are? How do you keep track of the posts made by the influencer? How do you share them? How do you know if it's even working for you? Well, let Sendable be that solution for you. Sendable allows for you to track social media conversations about your brand, share posts, and provide comprehensive reporting for all the social networks that you're using. You can also schedule posts to all of the major and minor social networks, plan blogs, and upload YouTube videos, and so much more. This is the official social media marketing software of the all-in-one team. I have been doing this for almost 10 years, guys, and I have tested so many different social media platforms. And they always come back to Sendable because it really is the most comprehensive and has the most bells and whistles that are helping me to maximize what we're doing, not only for all-in-one, but for all the clients that we serve. You're gonna wanna make sure that you click the link in the description above to get yourself a 30-day free trial and make sure you grab the content planner. It's gonna give you a lot of fun ways to help you plan out your content for the entire year of 2019. So with so many new marketing terms, tools, and methods coming out what seems like every single day, it can be really maddening to try and keep up with everything that's going on for your boring business. It's really stressful and can make anyone, even the savviest of marketers or business owners, want to give up. And that's why we have the Marketing Buzzword with Ben Roberts. Ben is one of my favorite people and also the author of the soon to be released Marketing Buzzword Marketing Authority book. So today he's going to come on and share with us this week's Marketing Buzzword. Welcome back, Ben. Hey, Desiree. Thank you so much for having me back again. And thanks for the plug of the book as well. I didn't even, I didn't even have to pay you for that one. I actually paid for the book and I'm like, you know what? Everyone else needs to know about this book because it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I oh, know. I'm, yeah. So excited now. Probably, yeah. Just over a month now. It's getting real, real close now, getting a bit crazy. So uh, 
Yes. Yeah, there we go. go. We're just going to be like a best-selling author, and we'll be able to say we knew you when. <laughs> <laughs> just keep, all keep, right. Keep so, what is then. this week's what is this week's buzzword, Ben? So, this week's buzzword, we're going to talk. I really wanted to find something that was really nicely linked, and the thing that just kept coming into my head was community building. Everyone's talking about building a community at the moment from individuals and brands. So, essentially. Community building is creating a, an area. So it doesn't have to be on a specific platform, whereas a lot of people are talking about Facebook groups at the moment, which is amazing. But finding a platform where people can have like-minded discussions about specific topics. Now, if you're going to do that as a brand or individual, just find a, you need to find a platform and you have two different choices. You can either build a forum, for example, where a lot of people will take them off where, offline and that is a focus. That is a really nice community and that way people are really invested and they have to come to you. Or you can build communities in things like Facebook. What we're seeing at the moment is there's a huge resurgence in Facebook groups. What people need to remember if they are thinking about building a community is actually making sure that it's not about you. It's never about you. You are a teacher and you are someone who is actually helping to give that place. It's not about you and what you want. It's about what the, the audience can get out of it. It's about having those conversations. It's about enabling people to create real conversations and be quite natural. You don't want to be facilitating every single conversation within communities. So community building is a really, really hot topic. And something to remember, if you are going to go down that route, you can do it where people are, or you can take people to a different place. But either way, it has to be about them, not about you. So I have a question. What is your favorite community right now online? Like, where are you finding that you are getting the most value for you personally as a business owner? Oh, yeah. The place that I'm loving at the moment is it is a Facebook group. So this guy called Mark Masters, who's based in Bournemouth, and he started an email years ago called You Are The Media. And we met uh, a few years ago and he started his fa Facebook group that spun off the email and that is an amazing place when I have been on this group now for 11 months maybe and not a single person has tried to sell anything on there they've all just been asking questions asking opinions advice because these aren't necessarily all marketers and that's what I find the most amazing about it is it's not a marketing focused group which actually means that you get so many different people's ideas and experiences so I love this group because everyone has a focus of helping each other out the idea of it is that you are the media you are your you can you're your best advocate apart from obviously your customers which can help you but it's not all folks about just marketers talking to other marketers and becoming quite closed-minded so I'm loving that community at the moment I would find I find that when you get into any specific niches, like whether it's like mom's groups or marketing groups or whatever it may be, that they get really tunnel vision and they forget that there's like other ways to do things and that there's other ideas and different approaches to stuff. So I'm sure that that's been really valuable for you with so many different kind of business owners coming at different problems and giving different solutions that other people don't always think about. Exactly. And that's why, again, when you can make creating these communities, it's always thinking it's not about you. It's about other people what can what can you do it's a little bit different because what we start seeing is as marketers we're really good at jumping on the next big thing the next buzzword and one of these ones at the moment is create a community create a community and it used to be create an email list create an email list so it's actually how can you do something a bit different that actually really adds value to people's lives that's where us as marketers need to stay quite in tune actually ahead they're thinking what else is going on outside of marketing outside of our own little bubble 
Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Ben, for dropping that knowledge for us today. As always, it is a pleasure. And again, guys, make sure you check out uh, Ben's book, The Marketing Author uh, the Marketing Buzzword Book, and I'm sure that we'll have links for that in the comment section below and also in our show notes. Thanks again, Ben. Thank you. All right, guys. Now, if you are just joining us today, we are talking with Mia Voss about how your boring business can benefit from working with micro influencers to grow your business. You're going to want to make sure that you type five in the comment section now so that you can make sure to get updates and resources that are going to help your boring business stand out in that cluttered newsfeed. So a little bit about our guest before we bring her on. Mia considers herself an accidental entrepreneur and has never been afraid to change a shift or, and is open to stumbling upon new opportunities. When the U.S. economy took a major downturn in 2008, her then thriving building inspection business was crippled. Reinvention was in order, and Mia dove into creating a women's network in Denver, which led to a career in social media management. In 2012, Mia began building her own online audience with her Google Plus and YouTube show, The Mia Connect Power Chat, interviewing a variety of guests on every topic imaginable. She also co-hosts the Food and Booze Show as one of her favorite online influencers, Chef Dennis Liddley. In 2015, she got the travel bug and created Mia on the Go, a series of travel adventures celebrating the idea of taking it on the road, hearing the stories of business owners, and meeting new people. And she hasn't stopped since. I'm so excited to have Mia on the show, so let's bring her on. Welcome, Mia. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, how are you? Awesome. All right. So we got to get dive. We got to dive into this. So we have Let's a little go. background about why this kind of like fell into your lap. And I find it very interesting that so many of us entrepreneurs have um, stories about the recession and things like that and how we've come to be where we're at. But what I really want to know is how you became a micro influencer. Sure. And it's, uh, and it's true. I think it's at this point about 10 years for most of us to 10,008, 10, uh, 2008, 2009 period when it really hit us. And so now we're in that decade period, where's everybody at? It's interesting to see what's, you know, some people have gone back to, you know, to working for a company and they're an entrepreneur with a paycheck or entrepreneur with health insurance, I like to say. <laughs> That's really what it's all about. But uh, for me, yeah, this was now, it's, a, it's going on four years that um, I was doing a show on Google Plus back in the day. <laughs> Rest in peace, Google Plus. We're old school guys, we're old school. Uh, OG. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, that was one thing I was making all these connections with people. And I realized one thing I loved about doing the show was the storytelling and hearing people's stories and what lights them up about their business or what pain point they solved. And it was, uh, I was in, in connected to a lot of international folks. So just got the idea. I was turning 50 and I was like, you know what? I want to go to Italy. And decided to kind of kind of got the inspiration to connect with the people that I'd had on the show and say, let me come there and tell your story. And, you know, and be not just you talking about how great your hotel is, your restaurant, but let me come and experience it. And then bring, you know, put my perspective on it. That's really to just, to, you know, to cut to the chase on micro influencing. It's having somebody else talk about how cool you are, rather than just you talking about how cool you are. And somebody excited. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how what do our bi boring business owners need to know about getting started with what this micro influencer thing is? So, you know, in some ways, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it to the opposite of of um, how 
you could encourage your fans to be them and that's go and do Google reviews, go and talk about, you know, get, get your folks talking about the, come to your restaurant or come to your business, get, you know, encourage them to show how excited they are when they come to your place or what their product is. And that's really where you can find these super grassroots micro micro influencers in some senses. I'm seeing the people that comment on your Facebook or answering Twitter. So social listening. So you're, what's your, what's your sponsor sendable? Dang, they sound awesome. Like social yeah, listening sendable is, is sendable is my favorite. I've it sounds a awesome. Long time user and uh, yeah, <laughs> I was listening in the together because of how much I loved it. <laughs> I bet I was listening in the waiting room. I'm like, that sounds awesome. And then I would encourage people the social listening piece of you know that would be the first piece is, is see who's talking about you and then pay attention. Pay attention to your Facebook page, your Google page, your Google Maps page, or your Google listening or your Google uh, listing. My goodness, I see people leave a ton of money on the table and a ton of opportunities by not answering people who have come to their Google listing to say something, answering their concerns, listening to Twitter, you know, everything, Instagram, Instagram stories is great. Now people can mention your business in Instagram stories. Pay attention to that. Yes. And okay. So what should our boring businesses be looking for in an influencer partnership? Obviously, you know, we have the, like, you should be listening and then and finding and that's a good way to to find people to be a part of it. But what what kind of go, what else should they be looking for? What should they what should a partnership look like between an influencer and one of our boring business owners? The first thing is expectation. Absolutely. Uh, setting expectation right off the bat of what, what is that person going to do for you? Um, I'll, I'm going to talk in stories and examples while we're while we're uh, on this interview. Uh, for instance, I got asked to go to a resort in California last year and they reach out to a different, a whole variety of different influencers and ask them to come and they put them up for the weekend and it was super fun. It was called Pachanga Resort in uh, Southern California. And what was so interesting is I went and I did a lot of uh, talking about it before I went uh, tweeting and, and doing posts saying, I'm going to this place using the right hashtag. So, you know, making sure everybody's clear about all the different social handles and what hashtags you want to use. So come up with that criteria right off the bat. But then when I got back, it was interesting because they told me, um, that I was one of the few people that actually wrote about it and did provide content. I was like, dang, that that's just disappointing to hear. And I can see why there is a backlash towards influencers, micro influencers, or, you know, I, I generally don't even use that word too much. And I'm very, very, um, make sure that I use the word micro so that there's no misunderstanding that I'm not out here asking for a bunch of free stuff without giving value. Um, but I'm also very clear that I'm going to be incredibly honest about what my opinion is. So like, let's say I go and work with a hotel because I have the building inspection background, by the way, it's kind of a bonus for a lot of resorts because I give them my like, Ooh, guys, that carpet over there, y'all need to look at that. So I give them, I'll give them a list off to the side. It's not something I would put in my, uh, in my dad, my dad or my, yeah. my coverage. Um, but you know, I give them the heads up on things that they, they could probably take care of, but then I just offer what my opinion is. And, you know, the biggest thing for me is I represent the female buyer. So that's my tagline is connecting businesses and brands to their biggest buying market, which is women, because we make 85%, if not more of overall buying decisions, whether it's our money or not. Let's be clear on that. A lot <laughs> yeah, of people go, oh, but we don't make that much. I'm like, that may not be my money, but that may be my budget, right? So that's something I, I want to encourage businesses is to start listening to women. 
because we make we make the buying decisions. And here's the other key too. I'm going to get on my little soapbox. Ready? Um, not only do we make the buying decisions for ourselves, but it's it's proven in data that women are make are not only buying for ourselves, but we buy for others. Men tend to just buy for themselves. That's okay. Not a slam on them. That's just what it is. No, I totally, right. I can totally relate to that back. So I, I have, I guess, for lack of a better word, I'm a micro influencer in the military community. I do a lot of education yes. for business owners and, and brands to know about military life so that they can sell to us correctly. Cause I got really fed up with all of the bad military marketing that people were putting out there. And I was actually approached by a company that is all about um, having listings for homes for sale and for rent around the bases. And there's over 450 bases around the world. And so they were doing all of their marketing and advertising and all of the conversations, and everything is about military people. And once a, a service member gets married, their spouse literally controls everything where they live, what their house looks like, what the budget is, how the money is spent, where the food comes from, where the couponing happens, what ha what's gets bought for the kids, what activities they're going to, everything. Mm -hmm. All of the research is done by the military spouses. And Empire. Reason, we are running many just, empires, right? Yeah. And they did not know that. And so once they've had that shift and we've been working together through different video stuff, they're seeing a different response yeah. from people and like people that are like, I didn't even know this website existed because mm -hmm. they were talking to the wrong people. They're talking to wrong people. That's absolutely right. I, I was so inspired by your story with that. I mean, talk about a niche that people would think like, oh, you know, this not paying attention to that, just putting it out there. Like, no, we're, we're the ones that, and you're right, vacations, uh, doctors, schools, uh, people you work with, everything that's where we're paying attention. And that's the other thing too. We're all talking to each other. So they're going to come to you and say, Desiree, you know, who, so who's, because we don't have time to waste of vetting people out and look, it's cutting through all the noise. Well, they don't even sure. know. They don't know how to find them. What do you mm -hmm. think is what's so, what's so interesting about today's uh, podcast is mm -hmm. that we don't know. Not uh, even me. I I know how to help other businesses find military spouses to partner with mm -hmm. to for influencer money because I've connected with that. I'm in that community. I'm plugged into it. But I honestly like besides you know, my existing customers and getting testimonials and stuff from them about how they've enjoyed my service. I would not know how to go about finding the right influence micro influencer for my brand. Because again, it's so different for me to talk about what we do all in one and what our mission is and all of that stuff. It's a totally different thing for someone else who likes my business and service and is willing to do that extra work, whether it's paid or out of the, the goodness of their heart because they just love the brand to talk about all of that stuff as well and like how it's helped their business and how it affects them. Sure. So I think that that is a big struggle that business owners have uh, from all corners. I know that like there's different PR companies you can work with. They have like a list that you can tap into and blah, 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 sure. blah, blah. But our chiropractors and our dentists and our roofers, they're like, I'm just over here fixing people's teeth and patching up their roofs. Like it is. What, what is, what is this next piece? So like, how would people even know how to find these influence, these micro influences they think is the big struggle? 
Sure. And I think it's it's getting your head about around the, the, the difference in it. So yes, so for me, micro influencers, so I also work with car companies, right? So they, car, car companies give, uh, the, what they do is they provide the media with a fleet and then they give the cars to this different media folks like me. And again, I represent this huge buying market that gets completely ignored right car companies i mean it just gets it just gets pushed towards your average uh, 35 to 45 year old white guy that's bottom line right that's, yeah, that's got the, overall. They're, the they're the commercial set like they're the ones that they're have the, the commercial set the that's right. super bowl the super bowl ads and the clever <laughs> marketing but right I mean, I mean really when has the i i i would actually love the data because there has never once in my car bar my car owning and buying history where i'm like man that commercial really motivated me to go buy that <laughs> car or lease it there have been some really clever ads like my favorite mm -hmm. car ad to this day is star wars kid where like or darth vader kid when like he goes out to the car and like the dad's in the kitchen like starting it remotely and he just gets yeah. all excited like that's my thing muscle big nerd so like for me that's more like <laughs> brand awareness versus like motivating me to buy totally so, yeah that's more kitschy think, than anything and by the way look at my mug also a star wars <laughs> we are we are a star wars loving house like star wars and harry potter our life around here <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. With you so, on that one. for those of you that were listening she's holding up a really gigantic big yoda cup and it was and it that also says, perfect. may the force be with you on the other side. And just, nice. just as a quick aside, I'm actually working with, uh, uh, talking with uh, the folks from Ireland and hopefully um, we're talking about going over there for May the 4th because a lot of scenes in Star Wars are filmed in Ireland and I about lost my mind when they said that. So it was the same well, thing. And, and, then, and I think that that is a really good point. I think that you want people to be micro-influencers who love your brand. Mm -hmm. like who are already big fans like i feel like people they're the people that are like oh when you like so for me i i'm in this facebook i'm in the facebook group for the base that i'm with so whenever mm -hmm. i move i'm always like we all have the set of questions like we're looking for specific things and one of the things like you know i'm looking for and uh, i'm looking for a lady parts doctor and i went on <laughs> and i asked and I got a list of recommendations and the one that gave the one doctor's office that showed up the most was the one that I called. Yeah. And, and it was literally the best lady part experience of my life. I know this is a little TMI for you guys out there, but it's a no, big it's deal. Important. And so I literally am a brand advocate for her. I literally keep a picture of a really adorable magnet on my phone. And anytime people talk about it or post about it or need somebody, they always share it. And I send it to them directly. And I say, you've got to go talk to Heather. She is the best, you know, and, and that, that goes a long way. her work because of what she said. And I guess in a sense, I have just become a micro influencer for her brand. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, to, to, it's tough to to say there's no place that you would you would go to, especially with this micro influencer for your day to day, like you said, the roofers, the uh, the chiropractors, things like that. So what I want to encourage everybody to do is become like what you just said, become a micro influencer within your community. I'm just thinking I have this vision of like everybody rising up and just com is supporting one another because a lot of times too, when it comes to social media, the only time you hear about something is when it's bad news rather than when somebody's excited. And I'm always trying to encourage people to do that. Like get on, like I said, get on Google Maps. Like that I've become, that's my my big jam is Google Maps. So now I'm at level eight contributor and I've contributed, um, I think my photos have over, 
get this, I think it's 21 million views of just photos I've uploaded to Google Maps. And it's the funniest thing that the weirdest stuff has the most views. I have the oddest picture that I took at a restaurant here in Denver. And the only reason why I took it is because the chef was yelling at the staff and we thought it was hilarious. And I was like, dude, <laughs> this, guy's, this guy is off his rocker. And it's Peter's Chinese in Denver. Um, now, granted, you can't see, like, you can't see how many views I have. But what I do is I screenshot when I go to a restaurant or I'm doing an influencer bit for somebody. And I, I send it to him and say, I took these pictures this weekend. And now this one picture of your chicken nugget has 5,000 views, right? So it's That's super nice. fun. Everybody can do that. You can go and leave reviews on, on Google. Because think about it. When you're on your phone, you're like, ooh, I'm going to Google and see what's around me. So I think we all can become, you know, just these incredible micro influencers and then start then start attracting the people to us who are also crazy about our business too so um you know then i'm also a, an influencer or I'm a, i call it brand ambassador for my boyfriend's cbd company and that's because it's been life-changing for me not just because he's my boyfriend but because i can speak to it so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do um ad, do any kind of brand ambassadorship for brands that i don't believe in so that's exactly. when you do it those rave, it's yeah, literally think, raving fans is kind of the start, I would say. And I think that that's an interesting point that you will not support a brand that you don't believe in or try to use your, yourself. And I think that's one of the things that people run into with the trap of influencer marketing. So many people and brands look at somebody in, in the influencer space and they say, oh, that person has this many followers and this is my, my personal measurement of how successful or worthy they are. Mm -hmm. And it's not true. And it's not true. And on top of it, when mm -hmm. like, you come to these people who are like basically paid, paid influencers, they're basically going to love on the product because they're getting paid for it. Sure. And, I don't, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm 100% not saying this is everybody. I'm not, I know a lot of really good influencers and micro influencers that have a really good reach with their small numbers and they are like, no, this is not right for my brand. This is not right for my audience. And at the same time, it's almost like by telling them, look, this isn't right. It's not helping that business either. Mm -hmm. Like it would make absolutely no sense for a sports company to come talk to me because they go, you talk to military people. I'm like, no, I talk to military spouses. And we are, if you want to talk about sports, you're going to want to go over and talk to these people because That's we're right. not sports people. A Star Wars person, a Disney person, give me a call. Like I can help you all day with that. Yeah. And so I think it's really just about like knowing the numbers and no, I think it's a combination of like, yes, numbers are, have some level of importance, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's more important to look at what the kind of content that person makes and the things that they love and, yes. the, and the stuff that they are like all about and finding that partner to be more valuable because they're going to give your brand so much love yeah. and so much extra credit because they are, they would use your, 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 your product or your business or your service, sure. whether you were partnering or not. At, let me jump in on the, yeah, at that because so one person and you're, you're spot on with all of that. There's that word engagement and sort of your average business may not understand what that is, but it's really is who's talking to each other. So if I put something out and I, um, and a lot of the car companies watch me because I'll put my, my information on my personal page. Like when I go drive a big truck and then I go pick up a bunch of dog food for Colorado pet pantry, which is one of my favorite uh, volunteer programs here. They provide pet food for food banks. 
right? And in this okay. furloughed time we just had recently, oh my gosh. So people couldn't even feed themselves, let alone their pets. So see, and so I, I wove that story in together of the big Nissan pickup truck with the, the dog food. And so everybody's kind of watching. And so you see all the engagement over there. So look for engagement because that is the, the, um, to segue real quick into that big story we were talking about when we were in the green room of there's two stories that have um, that have come up. One is from about a year ago, but I'm going to post the link um, that I did exactly a year ago today, actually, kind of informing people about what influence are, what what good influencer marketing is, and what bad one bad is, because there was a big fight over in Ireland. Uh, a young influencer, I'm using the quotes went to a, a, this Irish hotel. She didn't do her homework to even check on these guys. They have a huge reputation of being anti-influencer. And this huge fight ensued that, that went down to death threats. I'm ki I'm not kidding you. Like it was it was a huge uh, hoo-ha, brouhaha. And um, so I did a post about that to, and did a bunch of links of people that I've worked with and, and how excited I was about them and how much they loved the content I put out. And then the other story you guys have probably been hearing about is this fire festival thing. And it's because of the two shows that came out on Hulu and Netflix. And this was a, a concert that, that came about.